Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Portland State Project. How many points will BYU score against the Vikings on Saturday? Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick is on a boat! He previews the Cougars season opener and what he's seeing from Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams in Green Bay. Plus, we're exercising the demons in a two-on-one with BYU defensive lineman Handsome Tanielu and women's volleyball coach Heather Sweet 16 Olmstead. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We're doing it live, people. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday, August 24th. so close. We're so close. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Wasp Exterminator, Jerem Jordan. Okay, I have some beef that I need to discuss. Jason Shepard yesterday tweets out, I'll try and quote it, no joke, Jerem Jordan just hit a hashtag BYUSN fan in the face. Did you hit a BYUSN fan in the face? Yes. (laughs) I was talking to Jack from Canyon Country, California. What's up, Jack? The reason I know that is because he has Education Week and he has the name tag. Oh, while we're talking, he's saying, hey, watch the show. He loves it. It's super nice, you know, and just talking with him. A wasp flies into the quaff of his (laughs) bangs. And it is mad. So I take quick action. I'm not going to let this man get stung. So I, I swipe quickly, kind of just brushes hair. I, I'm unsuccessful. I swipe again <laughs> to the left, not to the right. And I miss a third time. I kind of graze his forehead just, you know, gently as I get it out. And I said, Jack, there was a wasp in your hair. I just got it out. Then Jason Shepard tweets out that I hit a fan in the face. Instead, I saved this man. From a sting in his forehead and potential social embarrassment for the rest of Education Week. I thought I was being helpful. We wish you a quick recovery. A quick recovery to Jack. After that hand was no, so blatantly. No, I use good lotion. Flailed so into soft. your forehead. Just, <laughs> whoosh. Okay, one Bravo. I was for trying watching to help. out for the fan. And then Jason a yellow card, that. however. For for whiffing the yellow. first two times. Ye- I trust that Yellow dude. as in wasp? Yes. Me helping yes. this man? Now, I this will fan give of the show? a red card to Jason Shepard. Yes. You're, sorry, you're, you're out. You're out of here. You're out of here. No context to that tweet whatsoever. Jerem Jordan just hit a BYU Sports Station fan in the head. Did the I, end. Strike him or <laughs> hit him? Jack is a wonderful human being. It's just the... The imagery of you swiping at this random fan—I was not slapping. Ah, it, was, it was like, ah. it was just like, like on your shoulder. I'm just gonna do it like, whoosh, like that. Did you explain to him before, or was just no? I had no. I did, I didn't have what time to be doing? like. What was he doing? What was he doing? Listen, listen. I I produced, so I know. Like, okay, I need to take action now. I need to do it. So, <laughs> so I wasn't gonna be like, Jack, there's a wasp in your hair. I wasn't gonna like scream at him and startle him. I was just like, whoosh, whoosh. and then I was like. <laughs> It was like I had a, the strangest interaction with one of the BYU Sports Nation. Hosts I said today. to him, "I go, Jack. This is the day that I hit you in the face." <laughs> it was a funny. So then we're breaking. Down, sorry, this is going longer than I want. 
Then we're worth bre- it. Then we're breaking down. Should we? Should, like with Jason and our producer Ben, I was like, "What would you have done?" Like, and Jason's like, "Oh, I would have done the same thing." In the moment, yeah, like help to get the it out of his hair. Then he tweets that out. Come on. Hey, yeah. the one thing I wouldn't have done is hit the fan in the head. Yeah, I didn't hit him yeah. in the head. It was a soft swish. It was a swish. swish. I swished. Do we the have that drop off still? Off of his forehead. A dude from last year. Swish. Swish. <laughs> I missed that so bad. Jerem hitting a fan in the head leads us off in our BYU Sports Nation headlines. Let's continue with the rest. BYU Sports Nation headline. Headline number two. (laughs) (laughs) The Cougars continue preparation today, practicing in preparation for the season opener two days away from Portland State Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU's countdown to kickoff. Love those words. Love that show. Live at 2 Eastern time on game day. Offensive coordinator Ty Detmer says, look, I'm not holding anything back in the playbook. We want to win the game. So we're going to, we're going to have things and game plan against their defense that we feel like give us a chance to win. So I don't sit there and say, well, this would work, but I don't want to use it now. We want to save it for later. Uh, you get yourself in trouble doing those things. Here's my translation of all of that. BYU has everything available in the playbook. And we'll use what we need to. Now, here's what I think about that. BYU won't have to use much in the playbook because basic schemes with their physical dominance up front on the line should grant them success. They're not going to have to show a lot. Hopefully not. But everything is technically available, right? Everything is awesome. (laughs) You're still thinking about the Wasp incident, aren't you? No. (laughs) No, I'm ready to move on. Yes, yes, you are. In other news, defensive lineman Tavita Maunga is academically cleared and back in practice with the team. What's better than Unga? Maunga. Yeah. Athletic Director Tom Hummel took questions during an Education Week class on campus. Maybe my buddy Jack was in there. When asked about the Notre Dame game in Provo, still under contract, Hummel said, they owe us a game. There are discussions about a possible next game. What? So this could actually happen? It hasn't been canceled yet, so we've thought that it's not going to happen, but... Maybe the spirit of Todd Watkins reigneth, and he'll be back. Speaking of, there's Brady Papinga as well. There are discussions happening. Let's get that game in Provo, man. BYU announces their 2017 inductees into the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame. Cassie Anderson-Harmon and Josh Rotinsky of cross-country track and field. Rochelle Smith-Kunkel of diving and Courtney Leishman, basketball coach. Don't forget the late... Excuse me, the great Aaron Thorne of women's basketball will be formally inducted into the Hall of Fame (laughs) on Saturday during the Portland State game. That's quite a fivesome, right? And you are hosting the induction tomorrow night for the second year in a row, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, they got top notch talent there. And the Memphis Hustle, the Memphis Grizzlies G League team, picked up the rights to former BYU star James Taft Fredette, Jimmer, in the 10th round of the expansion draft. Jimmer's playing in China, so I'm interested just in case he goes to the G League. Yeah, why not, right? That's a 10th-round pick. We'll, we'll take our chances, right? 10th pick in the draft in 2011, 10th-round pick in the G League in 2017. It's because he's getting buckets and making money in China. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Portland State Points Project. Why not start things off with our stat of the day, Jerem? It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Did you know? 
BYU averages 50 points per game against FCS teams. Did you know that, Jerem? Uh, I did because I watched yesterday's show, Slash was on it, uh, with you. When Greg mentioned it, and then you asked him about it, <laughs> you know, he had just mentioned. It. But that's okay. Listen, we're here to learn. We're here to learn. We're here to gain knowledge. BYU averaging fifty points a game against FCS teams in program history. The Cougars surrender an average of about eight points. So, so a two-point conversion. Fifty to eight. What kind of production will be viewed as successful on Saturday? in game number one against Portland State. That's our Twitter question. What are your offensive expectations for BYU versus Portland State this Saturday? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At BYU underscore Bob. Everyone plays. No injuries. We learned something for LSU. I don't care how much we win by if it helps us against LSU. And I think that's the point, right? My number one expectation and goal is to be healthy coming out of Portland State. It almost doesn't matter. Like, BYU's going to win that game. Just be healthy going into LSU. 17-plus, Jerem? Uh, yeah. Okay. So some someone right now is like, no, it means it's going to be a closer game. <laughs> if it's within 17 at halftime, somebody will oh. tweet at you oh. and say, you did this. You did this. This is on you. you First made you this hit happen. Jack in the head, and now you call for 17-plus. <laughs> okay, honestly... 17 plus at a minimum, right? At a minimum. But minimum, 34 plus. What are your offensive expectations plus. for BYU? 50 you. plus. 50 plus points. 50 plus points. I, realistically, if BYU gets to 40, it's like 42 to 3 and BYU wins. Awesome, whatever. It, don't, it doesn't matter to me if it's like 40 points, 70 points. 70 would be nice, whatever. Like, just get guys in the end zone. Get, get crisp, good execution Minimize penalties. Create some turnovers. Minimize turnovers on the offensive end. It doesn't have to be a perfect game. There's a lot of imperfection in the perception of perfect games. Beating Miami. BYU turns it over a bunch in that game. Gonzaga basketball. BYU was down 18-2. Like, you don't have to play a perfect game to beat LSU next week. There's no odds maker line because this is an FBS versus FCS competition between BYU and Portland State. And so the odds makers kind of just leave those out. But the Sagarin ratings have BYU as a 32-point favorite in this game at home. If BYU scores 50-plus and wins, let's say, 50-17, to 17, no one's going to be and upset it's about 33? that, right? 33? Yeah. Wow, that'd be one above the 32. Nobody, that would no, make it interesting. Nobody's going to say anything like, oh, a terrible performance. Ter- Wait, yeah, terrible Bill, defense. Is Bill Walton weighing in? Terrible defense by BYU. <laughs> <laughs> they gave up double their average against FCS competition. Unacceptable. <laughs> Love me some William Walton. <laughs> I expect BYU, yeah, like you, to score 50-plus. And there will be some moments in the game where it's like, yeah, that looks a little rusty, and that's not great, but... This is an advantage for BYU going into the LSU game to be able to just try some things, especially for the guys that are playing their first football game in yeah. a long time. And keep in mind, like, Micah Hanneman can't play the first half because of a targeting call in the second half against Wyoming. Like, there are a couple of these things, right? Like, obviously, Francis Bernard is redshirting and, and not playing. And Matt Hadley needs to play linebacker. And Matt Hadley's playing linebacker. So there's the, how does Matt Hadley look at linebacker? 
we're going to see Mo Longy in PAT and field goal situation. You know, like there's all these little nuances to watch. Can the D-line get better rush? How do the corners look in year two, these young guys? BYU running backs and wide receivers. How are they going to look? I'm excited to see all this play out finally in a couple of days. How many questions have we asked during this lengthy countdown to the Vikings? Countdown to the Vikings. Two days away. Tomorrow, we will do the show from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And we're going to fire off the confetti potty potty. That's very different. The uh, confetti party. potty. Yeah, the potty <laughs> poppers. Yeah, they yeah they shoot out. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that'll be wild at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I'm excited because this is the fourth year we've done the countdown. Yes. And now tomorrow is the payoff. Yes. Countdown. The game's the real payoff, countdown. but not really. Yes, to <laughs> Connecticut, countdown to the husk, the Cornhuskers, countdown to the Wildcats, and now countdown to the Vikings. Let's go, baby. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, two-on-one with handsome Tani Elu. But first, Super Bowl champion head coach Brian Billick talks to us from his boat. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And don't you forget it. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN2. Days away from college football. There ain't no game without countdown to kickoff right before, baby. We'll be live at 2 Eastern time on BYU TV and the app. Getting you ready with Dave, Blaine, Spencer, Brian, David, and Lauren. 2 Eastern time, countdown to kickoff on BYU TV this Saturday. What are your offensive expectations for BYU versus Portland State this Saturday? At TX Colonel says double-digit touchdowns. Ten touchdowns? Double-digit touchdowns? In a world of double-digit touchdowns. Yeah, I can see that through the blue goggles. Yeah. Wow. That, that would points. be wild. Gary Cronin thinks that would be awesome. He did it against Tulane in his coaching debut, right? Yeah. Well, Tulane greater than Portland State. So <laughs> if you have the Doak Walker Award winner and a 3,500-yard passer and draft pick in uh, your quarterback, then... Uh, yeah, I would say seven. You're off to a good start. Good expectation. Also, uh, Reno Mahe on that team. Yeah, that's, as a wide receiver, it's a pretty good team. Yeah. Our first guest of today's show is just one piece of an incredible weekly fall lineup for our BYU football coverage on BYU Sports Nation. Listen to this. How about every, Ben Bagley doing work Look every week through the football season? We will feature the following guests. Maddich Mondays. Love it. ESPN College Football Insider and BYU National Champion Trevor Maddich. AFR Tuesdays with dual threat analyst Uncle and another B. BYU National Champion Uncle B. Blaine Fowler. On Wednesdays, before he goes behind the mic on BYU Radio, the radio voice of the Cougars, Greg Ravel, will go behind the mic in Studio B with us. Then on Thursdays, like today, and debuting in just a moment, NFL Super Bowl champion head coach, football analyst, and a BYU tight end great Brian Billick will offer his expertise. Noise. And then I don't know who we have on Friday, but I'm very excited for this fall lineup on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> don't forget Fridays with Dennis Jerem. Oh, Dennis An- who? Another Super Bowl champion with the Ravens, Dennis oh, Pitta. Oh, Dennis Pitta. Oh, yeah. Will yeah. hang out with us as he continues cool. his exploit to take over Jerem's job. I love Dennis. No, it's going to be a ton of fun. We're excited uh, to have great coverage throughout this fall. Every week, Trevor Maddish, Blaine Fowler, Greg Rebell, Brian Billick, Dennis Pitta. Those guys know stuff. And they're going to bring it to BYU Sports Nation. 
Thumbs up. Let's do this. Super Bowl champion coach, football analyst, and a BYU tight end great Brian Billick joined us via Skype earlier on our Deseret First Credit Union Skype line. Coach, good news. Your height in the official BYU football athletic profile has been correctly adjusted to 6 feet 5 inches and now 230 pounds. So that's an improvement since the last time we talked here. Yeah, well, you were trying to wear me down before. I'm used to people trying to, to take away my Super Bowl ring and wear me down, but I appreciate that, uh, that we got the stats right now. Now, there are not many places we'd rather be than Provo, but I think on a boat in the Chesapeake Bay would be maybe at the top of the list. So what's the, day, what's the weather like today on the bay? Oh, it is gorgeous. We got about a, a north wind coming in at about 10 knots. It's going, making my way up to the inner harbor. I'm doing the preseason games for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, so I'm just kind of cruising around the Chesapeake and jumping off and doing games. Life can't get better than hanging out on the Chesapeake and jumping off and doing a little football and now get to talk a little BYU football. And we're just going to call you Captain Billick. With, uh, <laughs> That'll do. The That'll knots. do. And yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot better than what a lot of people call me. So <laughs> Coach, at this point in the season, what is the hardest part – as a head football coach, going into game number one? Well, you know, it's, I'm going to steal a Donald Rumsfeld line. It's the unknown unknowns. You know, there are known knowns, and you know how good you are in certain areas and how you may perform. They're the known unknowns, you know, with inexperience. But it's the unknown unknowns, which usually means injury. Uh, coach Sataki, I imagine, he knows he's going to be good on defense. Looks like the offensive line is pretty experienced. Those are known knowns. The known unknowns are, you know, the, the, the inexperience of some of the skill positions. Confidence in them, got a lot of athleticism, but until they've actually done it over an entire season. And then the unknown unknowns is where do the injuries come and do they, they tend to stack up at one, one position. That tends to be what weighs on a coach's mind most. It's hard to know what to gauge and how much to gauge when you play an FCS opponent in the first game. So, in your opinion, what would be a successful showing for BYU in game one against Portland State? Yeah, it's kind of a danged if you do and danged if you don't. You, you're expected to win, and it's never enough. Uh, but if you do, now you're running it up. You know, obviously, and they're a team coming off, what, a 3-8 and eight season. They're starting a fr- true freshman quarterback. So, how good a team this is. But, you know, they're coming up on a tough row here with three top 25 teams with LSU, Utah, and, and Wisconsin. So this is kind of a good warm-up. I don't want to say it's like a preseason game. I don't want to dismiss Portland State that way. But for Coach Sataki, I can imagine he wants to get those starters a good, uh, a good uh, an outing and maybe get a little of the back, backups playing a little bit. Hopefully the game's control where you can get a little bit of depth working there as well. Uh, whatever the score will be, it will be. They're on the schedule. So we're going to play him. Looking at the current BYU team, what are your thoughts about this specific team from a personnel standpoint going into that first game against Portland State? Well, it, it appears to, that, again, they're going to be really good on defense, and that's a good place to be, you know, when, when you're talking about being to have that as your anchor. Uh, obviously, with a new quarterback, obviously, but one that has played a little bit. Uh, a lot looks appears to be a lot of talent, wide receiver and running back with good depth. Just not a whole lot of experience. I think what the leading receiver coming back is Trinaman, if I'm pronouncing that properly, with 28 receptions. So I imagine they're going to want to get uh, some snaps under their belt. I know they utilize a lot of people. Uh, Having confidence in your offensive line, I think they've got four starters that are back. So that that having that 
confidence up front with your team is a good thing. The quarterback's got to have confidence with it. So it's an exciting time for him as well because if you've got a good anchor on defense, as I said, I'm doing the Ravens games. They're kind of the same situation, playing really good defense. They have some potential on offense. I don't think their offensive line is as stable as BYU. Uh, And, of course, they're waiting for Joe Flacco to come back, and that's the unknown unknown because he's got a back injury. And uh, they're waiting for Ryan Mallett to step in. So a lot of positive things. Uh, I got to believe Coach Shataki is very pleased that he's got a game against a Portland State before he jumps in, goes down to Houston, plays LSU, and, of course, the big rivalry with with, uh, Utah and then Wisconsin, who I think is currently a top-10 team. Yeah, a couple of big games coming up for sure. Let's talk about some of the Cougars in the NFL and Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill in Green Bay. Let's start with Taysom Hill. What are your impressions of his play so far through the first couple of preseason games? I think he's playing well. It sounds like uh, 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 the backup from UCLA. I'm, I'm Brett Huntley. Brent, Brent Huntley has kind of solidified the number two spot. He's been around a little bit. Good athletic quarterback. Seems to be a battle uh, at number three with the Callahan kid. Uh, uh, and it sounds like, uh, uh, you know, he's doing very, very well. Um, I don't know. The key will be if the Packers keep three, two or three quarterbacks. The Vogue thing in the NFL right now is to carry just two quarterbacks and carry one on the developmental squad. That way you hold that 53rd spot for special teams and some depth. And that's not a bad place to be, to be in the developmental squad. And and then, you know, you you deal with it uh, as you go. But uh, right now I've got to believe that Taysom is, he's playing well. Uh, He's, he's battling well. He's got a better completion percentage. He's a good athlete. And I know, Coach McCarthy very, very well in that athleticism. You look at the starter in uh, Aaron Rodgers, what, what's his strength? His ability to make plays outside the pocket because that really breaks down a, a defense. And I got to believe uh, that Tyson, that's going to be a positive, something that they will lean towards him um, in terms of the, the quarterback battle, whether it's on the active roster or they go ahead and do the, uh, the developmental squad. And as far as Jamal, he's, he's with a great team. We all know Green Bay needs running backs. Now they've got Ty Montgomery, a former receiver, turned running back out of Stanford, who really played well. That's the Vogue thing in the NFL right now, isn't it? It's to have a guy out of the backfield. Uh, the Ravens have Danny Woodhead. Obviously, you're talking about a whole nother level with Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh. Um, so Ty Montgomery is kind of the new way, but he's not a guy. They need someone that in short yardage, in the red zone, four minute, a guy that we, we want to just legitimately run the ball and I got to think uh, that Jamal Williams fits that bill. So I got to think that he's doing real well for them, and they're excited that he can bring them that element. Super Bowl champion, coach, football analyst, and BYU tight end great head coach Brian Billick is with us on BYU Sports Nation now, doing some analysis for NFL games. Uh, coach, you brought up Jamal Williams' name. Aaron Rodgers specifically pinpointed him as a big part of what we are going to do moving forward. What? type of production do you realistically anticipate from a rookie running back out of BYU? Well, they're, they're, like I said, I think they're excited to have a, a guy with those physical abilities. Uh, they've got a Ty Montgomery, so to think that he's going to be that guy out of the backfield and running, uh, he'll fill that role. I think uh, uh, Montgomery will. Uh, but I can see, and again, I don't know that Jamal's going to be a 300-plus carry guy. There's only, well, there's only one in the league last year with Ezekiel Elliott. If I got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, you know, I'm only going to hand the ball off so many times, but I know Mike uh, uh, McCarthy desperately wants to run the ball, particularly you, you want to be able to run the ball when you want to run the ball. 
like I said, whether it be in the red zone, plus 10-yard line, four minutes, the ability to close out a game with a good physical running game. So I think they can they can be excited. Uh, anytime you can get that balance, I got to believe Aaron Rodgers is really excited about having the potential for that kind of productivity in the running game because the ability to – and they like to play some no huddle. If you're playing Aaron Rodgers, what do you got to do? I'm going to back everybody up. I'm going to play a real passive zone. And if I got a guy that with a good number count in the box where I got a hat on a hat that can do some damage like Jamal can, that uh, he's got to be real excited about that. If you like this analysis, you can get a lot of it at Coach Billick on Twitter. Follow him on Facebook as well. Let's talk about your Baltimore Ravens. You're doing some games uh, in the preseason for them. Some BYU guys there, Bronson Kafusi, DeAndre Wesley, Robertson Daniel. We were hoping Dennis Pitta would be in the mix as well, but he got yeah. another hip injury. Tell us about the BYU guys on the Ravens. How are they looking? Well, they're doing well. Kafusi had a great game against Miami. Uh, went down to Miami last week. They're very, very deep in the defensive line. And so uh, I can't imagine him not making the roster, even though they are deep. He's in some competition. They like that rotation. Uh, But uh, even without that, and I do believe he'll make the team, people are going to covet those defensive linemen. So the the Ravens are going to have some opportunity, maybe some trades. They're really struggling on the offensive line, which we'll talk about in a minute with Wesley in there competing. But uh, they've got some needs. And so – their defensive line has got to have some trade potential. We could see that at the end of training camp where now they don't have the interim cut down. Normally we're after this week, we'd cut down to 75 from 90 and go to 53. Well, they're doing it in one fell swoop at the end of the, at the end of the preseason, all down to 53. So everybody's going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of moving around, a lot of trades maybe with, uh, with the Ravens for defensive linemen. Although I don't think Kafusi, I think they'll want to hold on to him. He's got that good leverage, big, strong upper body. Uh, he's staying healthy. He's had a good training camp. Uh, but if not, he could be trade uh, trade potential. But I don't think so for him. I think he's going to be solid. Wesley, now the offensive line struggling. Uh, uh, and so Wesley, they're desperately in need of that third rotation tackle. Now they brought in uh, uh, Austin Howard uh, to go behind James, uh, 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 James um, Austin, or excuse me, uh, Hurst, excuse me. They've had to use them at right tackle, left tackle, at guard. They've had a lot of injuries, and it's been a different offensive line. So that's a positive for a guy like Wesley to come in, show what he could do. Uh, he's going to make the team, again, like we talked about with Tyson, at the very least at the developmental squad <clears throat> because you're not going to let go of a good offensive lineman. That developmental squad, you know, you're going to hold on to those linemen. But the way they're rolling through, I expect to see more of them. If not this game, they're, they're playing at home against Buffalo. But obviously, in the closing out with the finale against New Orleans, we could see a lot of them, give them an opportunity to make that active roster. To be on the 53, uh, I don't know if he'll be on active roster on game day, but you're normally going to carry four tackles. If not, he's got a real opportunity for developmental squad. And then Robertson Daniel, a little bit different. they got more depth at corner, has played limited, hasn't really shown up a lot. Got to show up on special teams. That's where he's going to make this team. Uh, Again, some potential for developmental squad. It is a good thing. You know, the league has changed. Used to be you were 60% base, 40% nickel. Then it changed, and it was 40% base and 60% nickel. Um, I had one defensive coordinator tell me that they're going to be in base defense less than 25% of the time in the NFL. Wow. that, That changes your numbers on the defensive line and how many DBs you want to carry. So if indeed as these rosters change, he may have a real opportunity or there, some other team clearly on spe- uh, on a developmental squad because of the depth that you need at the uh, at the uh, DB position. 
Coach, we are thrilled to have you as part of the BYU Sports Nation team. We're going to do this uh, once a week through the football season. I feel like I should still call you Captain Billick, but on Twitter you are <laughs> at Coach Billick. Follow his Twitter account and his Facebook account for more of this fantastic analysis. It's been great to talk to you. Great, guys. I appreciate it. Look forward to doing it next week. How fantastic is this lineup? Brian Billick oh, just Monday one through Thursday is amazing. integral piece of what we are doing every day. You're worried about I'm just Dennis. kidding. I love. I'm not worried about Dennis. <laughs> He's used to making millions. It's going to be fun. He'll be on the show tomorrow, and we're going to have him on countdown to kickoff. So, yeah, it's. I we've been asked to use him a lot for some reason. I'm just kidding. He's great. Is He's this so good? Is this his de facto tryout, Jerem? Tryout for what? <laughs> He's a millionaire. I'm just asking. Yeah. BYU football alumnus and Super Bowl champion head coach Brian Billick, one part of an incredible fall lineup that we will bring to you each and every week on BYU Sports Nation. What are your offensive expectations for BYU against Portland State this Saturday? At BYU LASF Jazz says, if I don't sing the fight song at least 10 times, I'll be disappointed. Another double digit? Well, Well, that could be field goals. Could be field goals. 10 field goals, 30 points. Two-on-one with handsome Tony Elu next. What's the deal with his hair and exercising the demons? Welcome back on a Thursday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Just hung out with Brian Billick, who was talking with us from his boat in Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, that's not a bad place to be this time of year. Hey, 17th-ranked BYU women's soccer, they host... Fullerton, Friday night, 9 Eastern. You can listen to this game, match, contest, on BYU Radio and the app coming up Friday night. BYU searching for win number one on the season. Searching for a few more goals as well. One goal in the first two games. I imagine they'll have at least one Friday night. I'm expecting multiple. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Cougars... Continue preparation two days away from their showdown to open the season with Portland State. Countdown to kickoff. Our live pregame show airs at 2 Eastern on game day. In other news, junior defensive lineman Tavita Maunga academically cleared back in practice. Athletic Director Tom Hommel took questions during an Education Week class on campus with my buddy Jack. When asked about the Notre Dame game in Provo, still under contract, Hommel said, they owe us a game. There are discussions about a possible next game. This door has not closed. So there's a chance it could happen. When you say my buddy Jack, I keep thinking you're saying Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director of Notre Dame. Yeah, my buddy Jack <laughs> Swarbrick, fellow independent athletic director, so he's a buddy. There are discussions happening, which I feel like is an improvement from what we've been hearing for the last four years. They haven't gotten out of the contract, so there's a chance that it could happen, even though the last game with Notre Dame was, what, 2012? 2012. We were at that game. BYU announces, tw- no, 2013. BYU played their back-to-back years, right? 2013. No, Taysom Hill never. Yes, did he Taysom did. Hill start? Yes. Yeah, 13. Yeah. Okay, the Paul Lasique game where he got. Oh yeah, the yeah, five yeah. Yard that's line. right. That's right. BYU lost by ten. Yeah. yeah. BYU announces their 2017 inductees into the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame: Cassie Anderson Harmon and Josh Rohatinsky of cross country, track and field; Rochelle Smith Kunkel of diving; Courtney Leishman, legendary women's basketball coach; and Aaron Thorne of women's hoops will be formally inducted on Saturday during the Portland State game. The Memphis Hustle, the Memphis Grizzlies G League team, formerly known as the D League, there's a lot going on there, 
Picked up the rights to former BYU star Jimmer Fredette in the 10th round of the expansion draft. Jimmer's what does it mean, Jerem? Jimmer is expected to be, uh, you know, in China playing. Jimmo Dashen is supposed to be there getting buckets. The lonely master. Would you rather play for the Memphis Hustle in the G League or make millions well, and play in China and be a worldwide superstar? It depends how much I like Memphis Dry Rub or not. Because ah, if food. I love to eat that, then I'm going to go to Memphis. But if I want to go to China and eat Chinese. Then it's interesting that you would bring up food because last year we talked about food a lot with our next guest, Handsome Tanielu. In fact, he gave us some very specific things to eat if we're ever invited to the team dinners. We're still waiting for games. that invite. 2 on one all access with Handsome. This time not really talking about food, more on why he feels so much better this year compared to where he was last year, and what's the deal with that little bleached patch of hair in the back of his head? There's a reason. Exercise the demons! Two on one. Handsome, have you, to your heart's content, exercised the demons uh, through your hair through fall camp? Oh, yeah. it's uh, My hair's uh, definitely got me through all the injuries so far, so... Uh... It's kind of what I, I use to keep away all those evil spirits, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I said last year, I didn't do it last year, so uh, that's why I hurt my arm. That, that's my belief. So uh, this year, right before fall camp, just put a little bleach in there, and uh, that, they'll, they'll keep them away. One keep of my favorite away. stories from fall camp thus far. Oh, yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> Definitely uh, try to bring uh, take away those evil spirits, so. That's what I'm here to do. And evil quarterbacks. Uh, let's say I have a couple sacks in the first game. Do you think we'll see some kids with a little blonde flow against LSU or something? I don't know, man. Uh, you know how there's the honey badger. I'm the honey bear now. So, uh, <laughs> honey bear? Honey bear now. So I'm uh, just trying to eat it all up. Like Baloo from Jungle Book or something? What's the bear motivation? Who's the bear that you want to be? So anything that will tear anything up, man, I'm in there. So. But, Fair uh, enough. Yeah. yeah. No. That no. No more explanation needed. That's, <laughs> that's, that's totally okay. Uh, you and I have talked a few times off camera, but now let's let's hear your thoughts on camera about your physique and your physical conditioning. You, you've told me you just feel a lot better compared to what you did last year. Why is that? Uh, just the off season. You know, we we hit it hard. You know, last year was a kind of a transition for our new strength coaches, and then you know what they've done before here at BYU is just completely different and. Uh, I feel like this year we bulked up a lot. We're a lot stronger, faster, and uh, smarter in, in how we recover as well. And so I uh, felt like for me, after the season was over, the first thing on my to-do list was to, to take care of my injuries. So it uh, just took a couple months to just really hit it hard. And uh, after that, the next part was to strengthen the injury. So uh, now that we're here, it's just like I, I feel great. So I'm just ready to go. How's the elbow? I know I've seen you still kind of wear the brace there. How are you feeling? Uh, I wear the brace just for like kind of a mental support, but uh, it's 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 good. Probably the best of it's been in a while. I I'm putting numbers back up that I used to, and uh, I'm I'm ready to throw some guys. So, what's the atmosphere of the locker room right now around the guys? Just a few days away from game number one this season. Oh, we're ready to play, man. Uh, but I, I think we're just always something about our locker room is always there's always something fun going on inside, and uh, you know, little do you guys know. Uh, Man, if only there were some cameras in there, you see what we do. Last week, <laughs> last week Friday, before we went tubing, we had a little, uh, like, a battle between the north and the south of the locker room. It was hilarious. <laughs> so, like, it was pretty bad. Imagine Tijon. We've got Tijon, uh, Tooney, 
see on the, all on my side, and then on the other side, it's like Fred Warner and Troy, Kamel, all those guys down there, Butch, and we're just going at it, like, <laughs> and just playing around, like, we're actually in war, it's funny, yeah, but the North won, obviously, so. Uh, As they did in the Civil War. Um, you're stacking couches and launching water bottles. Like, what are we talking about? No, we're we're talking like we we had we we put like tape as boundaries, and we were like, don't pass this, can't take a shower here, walk all the way around, <laughs> type deal. And then the South is like, well, the laundry's over here, so don't bring your laundry over here. It's like, <laughs> it, no, we we were actually attacking people, grabbing them, pulling them down, and it was just fun. It was like it's throwing, like risk in the yeah, BYU it, locker room. It was it was hilarious. Coaches were actually pretty shocked no one got hurt because it was. People were jumping off tables, <laughs> butches on top of the lockers, like trying to hide. Like, oh, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> You're allowed to have fun, right? Yeah, trade in those cards if it's risk. That's how you get the yeah, most Yeah, yeah, work hard, have yeah. fun. Uh, you get to play an actual football game, as we just talked about in a few days. Hard to believe, I'm sure, for you that it, this is this is it for you as a, a collegiate football player. What are your emotions like as you begin your seasons, uh, senior season? Uh, I'm definitely uh, – it's like a bittersweet feeling. You know, I'm just ready to – get ready for the next step but you know i gotta do this first and i'm just excited you know last year didn't go the way i planned so this year i'm just ready to lay my name down and and uh put my name out there for everyone to see so i'm excited we literally caught you after you had you know conditioned and ice bath and everything so how tired are you right now and what's what are these practices in season like versus fall camp uh fall camp is a grind because it's it's not like that routine we, we keep things consistent and everything's kind of the same Every day we do the same thing, and, and it's just to help us to perfect our craft and so just create good habits. But now that we're here, we're actually getting ready to hit someone other than our own teammates. I'm excited. I, I'm tired of going with Tijon and Tooney and Key and Norman. I'm just tired of those guys. It's ready to hit some new fresh people and uh, just you know show what I can do. He's looking in our direction when he says that. I think we should end this soon. Maybe you have other <laughs> questions. Are you ready to hit some other I'm guys? I'm ready to hit somebody. Oh, Anybody really? not oh, named really? T-John and Tooney and Kean. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll, TNT. We'll, we'll keep it short. Yeah. How much do you know about Portland State Viking football at this point? Uh, they got a good team. You know, they, they're pretty even across the board. They love to run and pass. So, um, I, had some, I have a teammate from Snow that's playing there. I'm excited to, to see how he does. But uh, um, for the most part, I feel, I feel like we – are preparing for them in the right way, and uh, we're ready to go. The honey bear, ladies and the gentlemen. Honey, the honey bear. And don't you forget yeah. it. He's got, he's got those defensive line necessities. <laughs> he's ready to go. Yeah. Thanks, handsome. Appreciate it, yep. It all makes sense with the hair. And he is handsome. Let's be honest, it fits. Like, if he was, like, a not a good-looking dude, that'd pro- I'd probably have an issue with that. But he is a handsome-looking guy. Aren't superstitions a funny thing? Like, we try and think, they're oh, not that, funny. They're oh, very that's, serious. That, that's silly. No, it, it, like, literally, it, people ch- it changes yeah. the way that people approach yeah. things. Yeah, like I mentioned 17 plus, and some people go berserk, man. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, see what spot Kainakua landed in his NFL depth chart and who the elite Mitch Matthews is right, facing tonight. Sorry, also, what did you say? Also, how do you replace two of the nation's best middle blockers? Heather Sweet 16 Olmstead is going to tell us all about it next. I like that nickname. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, our daily rebroadcast. There's weeknights on BYU TV. Mark it down in your calendars, in your DVR, in your Franklin planner, as Jerem mm-hmm. likes. Yeah, 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 I saw that one. 6 p.m. Eastern time. Hey, coming up Saturday, 
Okay, Th- this is exciting. Not only is BYU playing its opening football game and McGregor Mayweather is going down. 10th ranked BYU plays 21st ranked The Ohio State Saturday at 9.30 Eastern Time. Okay, not 7.30, 9.30 Eastern Time. BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. A top 25 matchup in the Smithfield House. Very exciting. I've got a loaded Saturday. Football all day. Volleyball Saturday. And then you're coming evening. to the watch party with me, right? And then the watch party, man. At Eric's? Yes. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I, I RSVP'd, man. It's gonna be, there's Everybody gonna be out there is like, with... Eric, can I come too? <laughs> hey, Facebook invite, man. <laughs> Joining us now, a woman that has gone 57 and 8 as the head coach in her first two seasons with BYU Women's Volleyball, Heather Olmstead back in Studio B. Heather, nice to have you on the Heather? show. Thanks for having me. 57 and 8. That's a pretty good record. Did you did you think through 2 years you'd go 57 and 8? I not sure I thought much other than I just really liked the teams that we have each year, so it's a tribute to those players we've had. Well, people are taking notice, uh including those that vote in the volleyball poll. BYU is a top 10 team in the preseason. What was your initial reaction to finding out you were a top 10 team even though you lost two fantastic middle blockers? Yeah, I think that's a shows some respect from the coaches for last year's team. We talked about that with our team um a lot of what we did last year in our match you know against texas and so we've got new kids that have nothing to do with with the last year's team and so let's be more concerned about where we finish than where we start okay so you open up at home you have uh, three matches which is fantastic this weekend tell us a little bit about what fans could see in the smithfield house this weekend with the tournament yeah so it's exciting for us to open up at home and be able to play st louis saturday at uh, 12, and then play UT Rio Grande Valley that night at 7.30 and Ohio State Saturday. I think it's just a lot of good volleyball, and then those teams will play each other, so you can catch other matches besides just ours. It's going to be high-level volleyball, excitement, and um, come on out if you want to see some good volleyball. The top 25 matchup, as we just mentioned, will be on BYU TV against Ohio State. How similar is Ohio State this year to last year's team that you beat in five sets in Columbus? They're pretty similar. They lost an All-American middle blocker that was a real key part of their team. Um, that very, sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe it'll be a good match, right? And uh, they, they lost another couple of good players. And so I think it'll be similar to last year's, year's team. So we're somewhat familiar with them. But they're, they're great. They play in the Big 12, uh, excuse me, the Big 10. And they're, they're a really good opponent. So it'll be a tough third match for us. Heather, I know the Big 12 is always on the mind for me as well. <laughs> you lost not only Amy Boswell, first team All-American, you lost you know, Whitney Young Howard as well. So what's it looking like in the middle as you replace those two really good players? Yeah, the thing is, it's interesting if you look back at the last three seasons, we, we've lost a first team All-American for three seasons and everyone wants to know, what are you going to do? And so this is no different. We've talked to our team. Everyone wants to know what we're going to do. We feel like we've got some good options in the middle. We've got some depth there. And we're just really curious to see how that position um, kind of grows and develops over the season. I think it, they'll do a really good job. So is there a senior who will become a first-team All-American so you can keep that streak no going? No pressure. I, I don't think it has to be a senior. Why has it got to be a senior? That's true. I just don't, want you, to, I don't yeah. want you to lose a first-team All-American again, although it's great to have first-team All-Americans. So, yeah, we've been asking this question and whatnot. So, you, you know, every year it was like Hampson, Gray, and now Boswell at this point. Yet we got to see uh, the blue and white scrimmage Saturday. We were impressed by the talent on this team. What do you think of this team overall going into the season? Yeah, I'm excited about the 2017 team to kind of see how we evolve. We always just want to know how good can this, this season's teams be. And so one of the question marks is the middle. I think we'll get that answer as the season goes on. But I think you're going to see a good defensive team. 
I think people think our block's going to get worse. But the good news about our block is that we return everybody on the pin. So there's really nothing new going on on the pins, which is great because that's how you set up your block. And so our middles will be able to get blocks with the um, that is, I think we have good servers, and so we're going to be a tough serving team. And then we're going to have some scrappy defenders on the backcourt, and I think um, I think that's going to be probably something our team's going to be known for is our defense. Let's have some fun with the juxtaposition of the strength of your team matched up with the biggest concern you still have about your team. Yeah, so the strength, I think, would be our serving, our blocking, our defense. Um, I think the question is, is just offensively, where are we going to get our kills from? Can our middles, you know, keep up and get some kills when we need them to? And our pins are, are returners and their experience, so they're going to get their kills. And with that comes, you know, can we pass the ball well enough to set people the ball? You, you have some talent on the pins, like you said. And I, I like, uh, you know, McKenna Miller was a third-team All-American, All-Conference player. Mary Lake at, at uh, Libero there. Uh, Ronnie Jones-Perry had some Team USA time. And then the Haddock Twins, starters, back, et cetera, and outside. And tragically, their father passed away recently. What, and, and I know the team has been very supportive in this process. How, is the, how have you guys been able to help them in any way during this time? Yeah, it's, um, our, our hearts are, are broken for the Haddock family, for Lacey and Lindy and Tambor and Tandy and then their sons. And so it's just been really special for us to be able to bond together and support them. And uh, we're here for them. We're here to help them with whatever they need. And our team's going to fight for them. And um, we'll miss their dad this season. And I think um, you'll see some team unity. And it's just been really special. Mm. These are the things that a lot of people don't understand. I mean, between school and high-level volleyball, like life still goes, it still happens. And it's just like the world keeps going. Like we've got to get back up and do that. So uh, a huge credit to, to you and the team and the Haddocks for fighting on yeah I think what you'll see with Lacey and Lindy is how tough they are and they will always bring their energy and their competitive fire and uh, that's going to be no different this season and maybe a little bit, little even more for them uh, it's going to be special to watch some of the impact freshmen that we noticed during the scrimmage too uh, Jennifer Hampton's sister Sarah is also six seven uh, she's an opposite slash maybe middle blocker in the middle six seven yeah, Sarah's doing awesome. She's uh, playing in the middle right now, might play some opposite, and she's just soaking up everything we're giving her. She wants to learn. She's like a sponge. She's getting better every day, and she's, um, I think she's going to be a great player for us. We know that style is a big part of uh, your game, your swagger for the entire Olmstead family. Uh, we love the jacket. The jacket's legit. Uh, That's at the BYU store now, by the way. Yes, yes, it is. What What's the shoe selection, though, for your team this year? I think you guys will be uh, happy with this the shoe selection. Nike did a good job. Okay. The girls are saying it's the best Nike shoe they've ever put on their feet. Wow. So what shoe is it? it? You'll have to show up and see. Okay. It is it the Kobe's? Just show, up, show up and see. Man. That's a great tease, That's what right? it's like to be teased. That's a great There's tease. There's that. Now we got it. Heather, <laughs> let's give you some karma for the weekend. Thank you. And we'll be there Saturday night, live on BYU TV. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Royce Hinton, who used to work here, he works in athletics now. He's taken the Ohio State very seriously. On the schedule, it's like, it says the Ohio State. <laughs> Respect the moniker, man. Right? Fair That's enough. That's a grammatical thing. Against the Ohio State. Yeah. We, we got it. We got it. Up next, see what Kai Nakua is doing in the depth chart with the Cleveland Browns. And what is Mitch Matthews up to, Jerem? Is it elite or not? Someone sent me a shirt. Have I showed you the shirt? No. About Mitch? No. What? Okay. Did you bury the lead? Maybe I'll tell you it's in the next segment. We'll whip it next. 
Cougar football fans, gear up to follow BYU football week by week with BYU TV's newest live show, hosted by Voice of the Cougars' Greg Rubel. It's BYU football with Kalani Satake. It's an all-access pass to the latest info and engaging discussions with a coach and player guest. Get in on Q&A sessions with questions from BYU faithful from across the nation. If you love Cougar football, don't miss BYU football with Kalani Satake Tuesdays at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Brian Billick, Handsome Tanielu, and Heather Olmstead. Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, Dennis Pitta and ESPN's Trevor Maddich from Lavelle Edwards Stadium, plus the finale to the countdown. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Cougars continue preparation today with practice. Getting ready for Portland State on Saturday. Countdown to kickoff live at 2 Eastern time on Saturday. Offensive coordinator Ty Emmer says he's not holding anything back. Also, defensive lineman Tavita Maunga is academically cleared and back in practice. Athletic director Tom Holmel took questions during an Education Week class on campus. When asked about the Notre Dame game in Provo still pending, it's under contract. Holmel said, quote, they owe us a game. There are discussions about a possible next game, end quote. Athletics News. Hall of Fame class of 2017 includes Cassie Anderson Harmon, Josh Rohatinsky of Cross Country Track and Field, uh, Rochelle Smith Kunkel, Diving, Courtney Leishman, Basketball Coach, and Aaron Thorne of Women's Basketball will be formally inducted into the Hall of Fame and recognized tomorrow and then Saturday during the Portland State game. Jimmer! The Memphis Hustle. The Memphis Grizzlies G League team picked up the rights to the former BYU star, Jimmer Fredette, in the 10th round of the expansion draft. Cougars in the NFL. Kainakua, second string safety, listed for the Browns and officially Mitch Matthews and team barber John Denny and the Dolphins play the Eagles tonight, 70. Women's basketball. Jen Hampson had four points, four rebounds in an Indiana Fever 71-50 loss to the New York Liberty. Rugby. Rugby will join the Rocky Mountain Conference after spending 2016 as an independent. Football says, what's it like to be in a conference? Cougars will be associate members in 2017, play a conference schedule, but not earn a conference record, will be full-fledged members in 2018. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. Goes to Heather Olmstead and the volleyball team. Extremely difficult situation with the Haddocks and their father passing away, but them being supportive and hopefully providing an outlet for the Haddocks to uh, be able to play volleyball and continue to be a successful player. Yeah, all the best to Lindy, Lacey, and Tambor, who have been a big part of BYU Volleyball. Our elite tweet of the day answering, what are your offensive expectations for BYU against Portland State this Saturday at JJ underscore Crow 3 says, I just hope someone develops the nickname Waddell. We need Waddell against LSU. Who is Waddell? (laughs) Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah and Spencer. Shout out to Dwayne Gardner. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Confetti cannons are going off. Two days a 